Welcome to the Joy Felipe Bruce podcast. Sister Joy Felipe is a daughter of Bishop Dag Heward Mills and the senior pastor of the Fountain of Life Cathedral of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. The Fountain of Life Cathedral is a thriving church of young, energetic people full of life for the Lord. Sister Joy is also an itinerant minister of Dag Heward Mills Ministries. She travels extensively, holding pastors' conferences and bringing ministry-related books by Bishop Dag Heward Mills to the nations. She is the evangelist of the Blessed Salvation Crusade. Now be blessed and refreshed as you listen to this inspired message by Sister Joy. Thank the Lord for an opportunity to be in church. You want to talk to the Lord for a few minutes this morning? Talk to Him, talk to Him for a few minutes. Talk to Him for a few minutes and ask Him to let the Word speak to you this morning. Lord, that your word will touch our hearts, that your word will speak to us in the mighty name of Jesus. And all the saints shall say, Amen and Amen. Before you take your seat, take your Bible. Before you sit down, don't sit down yet, take your Bible. Let's make our confession. Ask your neighbor, what kind of Bible are you holding? And if your neighbor is taking Bible, tell him that I've told you that we are going hard copy. Get a hard copy Bible. So tell your neighbor. And if you also don't have that, your neighbor should also tell you that your ear is hard. It's hard. Hey. Lift it up and let's make a confession. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today I'll be taught the word of God. I'll never be the same. Never, never, never. I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. God bless you. Take your seat. Hallelujah. It's a blessing to be in church. Amen. I said it's a blessing to be in church. Never take it for granted. God can easily teach us another lesson. Abba, it's true. Have we not been where we couldn't go to church? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you can go to church, value it. Hallelujah. Now, I just have a couple of announcements. I want to remind you, last week we launched Operation Andrew. We gave you a sheet and we said, invite some people to the program on Good Friday. Are you there? Good Friday, 15th of April, 3 p.m. We're going to be here for a spectacular service. And you want to invite some people, you put down their names on your phone, you bring us half the phone, we're going to pray over those phones and call them. Because we're not going to enjoy it alone. Is that okay? Some of you are very selfish. You are, not a, you are a Christian, your roommate is not. You have never shared it with them. Oh. Tell them about, oh. And by me, if I share, they will, not, they will not answer. Listen, if they don't answer, that's their palaver. Yours is to share. Is it a good plan? Amen and amen. Hallelujah. I also want to remind us, but who said this thing? I cannot feel anything. Hi. Uh, <laughs> I want to remind you about the camp. Amen. With Bishop Emmanuel in Tefl. 
and it takes place it comes on from the first to the third of may 2022 brother it's how it's tilted just bring it close yes thank you amen wow are you in church this morning are you awake so neighbor small rainfall that has fallen you can't get up small rainfall oh small rainfall this morning i saw something very interesting from my office i there's a song a new song that we learned yeah you didn't know i can see you from my office i can see you and when all the movements were being done i realized that those who were moving were from here to around the first pillar and all those from the pillar the second pillar to the back some had not come yet you've just arrived but some were also here and they were standing like that Banchiria. some were actually sitting really i mean why why tell us why i don't understand and so this morning before i start preaching we are going to do the song wait 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 you are in a hurry you are in a hurry you're in a hurry this time those of you at the back and at the sides who normally do not participate i suspect that you are coming from a church or a place that has taught you that when you come to the house of god please stop you sit down is that what they taught you you have learned that when you come to church you have come to warm the chair then you have come to the wrong church you have come to the wrong church because i read in my bible clap your hands all you people i read in my bible give the lord a shout i read in my bible give the lord a dance we do all here we do all here so i don't know why you will leave your room and come all the way to just come and sit in a chair i don't understand it i don't understand meanwhile the same you when you go clubbing nobody has to force you to dance the same you when your football guys are winning you stand there you shout as if you don't even have a mind but when you come into the house of god then you bring your coldness you bring your lack of warmth you bring your boredom tell your i said not here and not that. Hey, joshua i hope you are preparing somebody come on change 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 fast yes today today be today tell your name i said what today is what today be today and some of you rude ones are sitting down there saying that my heart is it by force to come to church don't ask me a silly question so that i don't give you a silly answer hey please all of you in the front sit down sit down sit down today we shall watch you i'm just standing here watching you we are going to learn the song and when we finish learning we are going to dance uh jama today or oh, today the pastor she doesn't have anything to preach so she's trying to make us dance you'll be there making noise hold on you see i'm saying it because there are times when you come into church you don't know that your deliverance is in the dance you don't know that your deliverance is in the music you don't know when it will come yeah you don't know i got a heart disease and i was standing in the church in my bare feet are you there many years ago and it was worship in spite of my heart problem i stood up and i started to sing i was in the church because i was scheduled to see a doctor who would take me to another doctor are you there then i heard there was a program and i went to the program it was during the worship 
it was what? During the worship. I was just standing, preaching was over. They had not prayed for any sick person. And as I stood there, I just heard a sound like that. My heart was back to normal till today. Till today. I said, till today. So you don't know where it is going to be. Master, just sing the song for us. We are going to dance. Hey, we are going to dance. And when we finish, I shall continue preaching about suffering. And if you don't like dancing, if you don't like dancing, the dance is part of your suffering. I'm waiting for you to get up from the second pillar to the back. Stand to your feet. I'm watching somebody who will sit down. I'll come for you. And this is yeah. outrageous. I show my hands up to you, my Savior. I'm going to stand up and give you everything, everything, everything. Those in the front, you can help us. This is how I praise you. Yeah, this is how I praise you. I'm going all in. Yeah, I'm on fire. I'm going to dive in and give you everything, everything. Oh, are there some dancers in the house? I'm in love with you. Cause I'm in love with you. Come on, let's do it. Cause I'm in love with you. Oh, you want me to do it? You want me to do it? My praise belongs to you. My praise belongs to you. Ooh. All right, let's go. Come on.
take your seat. Wow. I feel like asking somebody, you didn't die, did you? <laughs> Hallelujah. It is amazing that we are more willing to dance for the devil than for God. It's amazing. Tell neighbor, we are curing ourselves. Yes, we are curing ourselves. Amy, I don't like all these nice. I like to say that I don't bring yourself. I don't know who. So I have to just answer them. Hey. <laughs> Hallelujah. We've been talking about losing, suffering, sacrificing, and dying. Losing, suffering, sacrificing, and dying. The Bible says that the devil is deceitful. His greatest weapon, in fact, all the power that he has, is just embodied in one thing, deception. That's all. That's all. Deception. That's the greatest power that he has. And he deceives and he lets out his deception in different ways. One of the current deceptions that has brought the church to its knees is the deception that says that when you become a Christian, everything is going to work 100% for you. That is one of his greatest deceptions. And many of us have believed it. And so, are you here? And you have a scripture. Come unto me. All ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. It is true. However, there is another part of the scripture. Take my yoke upon you, for my burden is light and my yoke is easy. It's also part of the scripture. Are you there? Why have you stopped here? And that's the reason why. When you have to pay a little price for your Christianity, like waking up on a Sunday morning, you think that it is very difficult and it is, you have done something, Amma. Because you feel that the invitation to Christianity is an invitation to ease. He says, bring your burden. But when you have brought your burden, then you must take his yoke are you there? Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. Learn. What are we learning of Christ? One of the things about Jesus was that he came and the things we are talking about, he went through. Losing. He let go his position in heaven. He lost it for a while and came down here on earth. When he came to, not that we were happy about it. He came to people who don't like him. And he suffered or he didn't suffer? Yeah. Did he sacrifice some things? He has sacrificed a lot of things. So when you have to sacrifice, if you call it a sacrifice, and come to church for just two and a half hours on a Sunday morning, I don't know why you are making so much noise about it. Say so we are about to enter mid-sems. Era. That's when we'll see the nature of your sacrifice. Because some of you will not come and start saying, and there are some of you like that. And Prince, I haven't met him tomorrow, but if you were watching football, you'd have watched it. 
you would have watched the football and then you would have gone to learn. But when it is God, it's like I don't have to suffer anything for God. So I cannot go and do my Basenta meeting. Or I cannot come to church and when I'm done, I pay the price for that. And because of that, the church is wallowing in powerlessness. No power to do anything. No power, no strength. That's why your Christianity is like, it's like a paper. Anything that comes will blow it away. Because you don't want to suffer something for what you believe. Some of you, even the room that you are in, they don't know you are a Christian. Because how you say, say oh, they will laugh at me. It's part of our sufferings for Christ. It's part of it. Please ask your neighbor, since you became a Christian, what have you lost? Some of you, your unbeliever friends are still there. Losing. What have you suffered for your faith? I'm asking you a question. Even your offering, which is supposed to be part of your suffering, you have collected four Ghana cities every month. Then you are putting down, when your allowance comes, four Ghana cities, four Ghana cities that even the watch seller gets more from you. Then when you come to church and then I'm and we announce, then we say, oh, in this church, we take first offering, second offering. Then you'll be insulting us. Hey, the pastors, look at them. They'll be taking money. Listen, if we wanted money, you are the last thing we'll be doing. You are the last. We are not here because we are not educated. We are not here because we cannot have jobs. Hey, what are you sacrificing for Jesus? One of the common sacrifices. You like the girl, but just hold yourself. It's a sacrifice. You like the boy, but just hold yourself. Because he says that I don't want fornication around, so just hold your. It's a, it's a, it's a sacrifice. Because it's not that you, can, you are not burning, you are burning, but sit on it. Sit on it, sit on it. Fetch ice water. Pour ice water on it. Yeah. Amen. Are you in the church? Hey, I saw you now here. Tensious. <laughs> Sit on it. But instead, you rather come and start giving us sermons. Oh, it was old fashioned. Oh, as a fornication there, everybody that said, be quiet. The Bible says, let it not once be named amongst us. What have you suffered? used to watch pornography breakfast lunch and supper then you have become a christian it's time to sacrifice it and you will know it's a sacrifice when the desire to watch has come upon you and you say i won't watch and you are sweating you are sweating because charlie the fight is so strong but when you say i won't do you'll be amazed at the power that follows you I won't do. It says dying. Some of you have to die to, to things which, you see, some things are not a problem. They are not a sin. They are just not helpful. Yeah. It's not a sin to watch football at all. If we didn't have it, it's one of the pleasures of life that is gone. But when you realize that it's also competing for time, which because you serve God, you don't really have so much time to do other things. Hey, you die to it. You just die to it. Young lady, you like certain kind of clothing. Die to it. Instead of dying to it, you have brought it into the church. 
allow me to say ever since you people discovered off shoulder dress you have not seen any wedding dress again every wedding that we are going to do we have to be you have to come and display I shouldn't say it when we make a mistake and we say that the choir should wear skirts pray about it or we say that the flyer should wear dress just pray about it because your desire for a certain kind of fashion you cannot sacrifice it and then you come with it you don't understand that you got to die to it you have to die to it you have to go for the alternatives the church is even quiet and yes I'm continuing to preach last week I was sharing with you why God wants us to experience suffering so I need to kill that deception so that you understand that suffering can be happening and God will be watching you after all when you went to boarding school did your father not know that you were going to be bullied by somebody but did he not send you he still sent you why because some things he's not he cannot teach it in the house so you gotta go he knows that you go through something we know that when you are going to school you are going to suffer from exam we send you you're going to suffer from some wicked teachers we still send you to school because if we didn't what we'll get we cannot live with it hey are you in the house and so last week i was sharing with you that god he watches us because he pleased him and i gave you scriptures I'm going to give you just one. Isaiah 53.10 Yet it pleased God to bruise him. He hath put him to grief. That's what he wanted. Then I told you that God wants you to experience suffering because it makes you perfect. The Bible says that we become, it makes our salvation perfect. I gave you Hebrews 2.10 Then I told you that he wants you to suffer because it makes you obedient. That's why children who have been pampered are disobedient. But children who have suffered something, you see that they learn obedience. And the Bible says of Jesus Christ in Hebrews 5, 8, that he learned obedience through the things that he suffered. Hmm. Are you there? Hmm. I also shared with you that he wants you to suffer because it actually brings you closer to Christ. There's a certain closeness to God and closeness to Christ. Why? Because Christ also suffered for us. You will discover in this life that when you go through something, you suffer something, and there's another person who suffered that thing, a certain closeness comes between you. A certain closeness. Are you in the house? A certain closeness comes. Why? Because you have shared in a certain suffering. That's why when you are the child of a teacher, and you meet another child of a teacher, some fellowship there. You understand that, Charlie, this thing eh, that has happened to us. Remember how they were treating us in school because our parents were their teachers. When you're the child of a pastor, they say, hey, all the fake people around you, you grew up in the midst of them. Oh, you are very quiet. Uh-huh. And they also have their story. <laughs> are you there? Uh, okay. And then I also shared with you that he will allow you to experience suffering because after that suffering, there's a glory. There's a glory. That's why you are in the medical school, suffering. Hey, suffering. That one, you won't complain about that one. Yeah. We even give certain subjects more respect than others. 
when people are doing when people are doing uh, medicine we respect them when they are doing dentistry we respect them when they are doing akito we respect them when somebody says they are doing social so then we turn our eyes but the truth of the matter is that when they finish school and they come out the people doing social so will earn more money than the doctors and the architects oh yes oh yes it's because of the suffering that's why we respect it that's all not because there's money inside it's the suffering are you in the church hey, why are you angry with me uh, have i said something that's not true amen i'm talking to some people in the house so i'm saying to you that after the suffering there's a glory a woman can be pregnant. Some people, Charlie, they, they are basa for nine months. But when the child comes, there's a glory to it. And that's why she'll go again. And again. And sometimes if the husband doesn't put his foot down, he'll end up with seven children. If he just leaves her, she'll keep going and coming and going and coming and going and coming. All because she's remembering the glory after. <laughs> hallelujah. Oh, I said Hallelujah. Well, today I want to continue. God wants us to experience suffering so that we will become humble. Hmm. So that what? We become humble. Ever since the fall, one of the problems that mankind has had is pride. We become proud so easily. So easily. Some of you, when you came to school first year, you were so humble just walking around for a couple of semesters look at you we can't even get you to dance for the lord anymore when you were in the first year you knew how to shake your body but now pride has already found you you have not even qualified yet i'm just looking at some people who have never seen dancing salati have i ever seen you dance before me have i seen you dance before ah oh i'm dreaming have i seen salati dance before no, he's my nice friend, but he doesn't dance. I'm just looking. Some people are saying I shouldn't mention their names. Who? Who again? Who is that? You see who? Why are you pointing at your friend? What about yourself? When I was looking at them, telling them that they should dance, this is how I praise you. You were here. You are just sitting, you people. Because you have, you see, as soon as you are now comfortable on campus, so now your pride has come. When you get home, your father will be introducing you. Me banana me say or whatever. Because of that, you have not even qualified yet. Pride has come. Pride has come. You should see a young lady. Anytime I see a nice young lady who begins to misbehave, I know that a guy has found her. I know that a guy has found her. A man has told her that she's beautiful and she has believed it. No pride has entered. Let me show you your father. Take us to Job chapter 41 and verse 34. Hmm. The car you are even driving, not that you bought it, your father bought it for you. No pride has come. Be a jo- <laughs> Job 31, somebody 41, I beg your pardon, verse 34, please be awake. The Bible says, look at the second part. He is a king over all the children of pride. You want to be proud? That's your father, Satan. That's your father. 
Are you there? It comes to us so easily. We are even proud of our nonsense. Ah, you are walking around the campus. Why you have no mattress? Everybody can sleep with you and you are proud. What are you proud about? You are a young man. You say that, oh, you have been flooring the virgins. You and goats, difference behind him. Then you are proud about it. I don't even understand. Ah, have you not seen how a goat behaves around? It will even cross the road. So I don't understand what achievement you say you have achieved just because you have flawed one idiot and another idiot and a third idiot. And so what? I'm just talking to you. As you are there feeling so good, the money brothers in your pocket, somebody gave it to you. Oh. Moment, I don't understand at all. I don't understand. I don't understand at all. The shirt crowd that you are wearing. It was money they gave you that you used to go and buy it. So I, I don't so neighbor, I don't understand. I don't understand your pride at all. I don't understand. Young lady, you are beautiful, so you are proud. The beauty that you had, God dashed it to you. You're the I mean, it was dashed for free. Not that you did anything. If you had had to work for it, I would understand your pride. But when you woke up, you were beautiful already. And now you're coming to say that what? Ah, we should bow because you have come. I'm showing you a verse. No, I'm showing it to you, see, because I need you to understand that that is why God knows that when he gives us any half something, pride comes. That's why he allows us to suffer. Because suffering has a way of stripping you of pride. When you are proud, the Bible says that God resists the proud. I can't be, I don't understand how I'll be in life and God is resisting me. So let me take you to Deuteronomy chapter 8 and verse 2. This is one of my favorite verses in the Bible because it explains a lot of things. And thou shalt remember the way which the Lord led, the Lord thy God led thee these 40 years in the wilderness. The children of Israel had come out of Egypt expecting to be resettled in affordable housing with air conditioning in the room and a pool that you can swim in. But when they came out, they rather came to roam in the wilderness. If you read the account, you realize that for 40 years, they were just going round and round the same place. And then God told them at a point, why? What was his reason? Reason number one was to test you, was to humble you. Can you see there? To humble some of you, the thing you are going through that you are praying about and arguing with God about, he deliberately put it in your life. If he had not caused you to be hungry, your ahuma soul would have been too much. But when he has brought you to the point where the only reason why you had breakfast this morning was that your roommates had breakfast and they couldn't exclude you, you realize that your pride cannot manifest because you are so sure that you are nothing. You see somebody here. The reason why you are as ugly as you are is because you are very shabre in your mind. So if he had left you with good looks and that shabre, Charlie, Charlie, 
you go spoil so he allowed some suffering to enter your life I know beautiful women who married very stupid men so that no Abigail in the Bible was one the man his name meant fool his name he was the you see when you see so everybody can call you the fool a fool but may the Bible not call you a fool because nature say your foolishness there the man was called Nabal and his wife she knew that she had married a fool and when your awareness comes and you realize the suffering that you go through he draws you to God some of the most God some of your mothers that's why they pray so much the thing they are married and sometimes the thing they are born when they look at what they are born they have to just fall on their knees every day crying to the Lord every day yeah yeah so understand that some sufferings in life they come to humble you they come to humble you are you there look at something we'll come back to this scripture because we're going to stay here today but Matthew 18 and verse 4 it says something whosoever therefore shall humble himself as this little child change it quickly la oh the same is greatest in the kingdom of heaven humility is so important so God must delete our pride he must delete it and when pride enters you it takes you to a place that's not good so he will humble you are you in the church amen suffering you understand now why he's allowed some things to happen to you and you have been accusing him Naomi, I thought that you were God I thought that you be careful be careful be careful hallelujah now let's go back to our scripture Deuteronomy 8 verse 2 see some very nice things there then he gives you the second reason Another reason why God will allow you to suffer. The next one is to test you. To test you. I thought you said you love God. The songs that we sing here, some days God has to close the gates of heaven. He doesn't want to hear the windows. Because you are lying. I love you, Lord. For your mercy never fails me Oh my days From the moment that I wake Liar Until I lay my head Lying again I will say Of the goodness I thought you were playing Shatawale in the morning What do you mean that from the moment that you wake up until you lay your head you are lying you are lying you are lying I love your voice when last did you hear it you have led me through the fire what led you through what fire you were complaining in the 
accusing him. Walk close. What father? Which father? What friend? I have laid in the goodness of God. Wait right there. The song when you started singing, you were lying from the beginning of the song to the end. Oh my life. You have been faithful. I thought you were saying something else last week to your roommates. Oh my life, you have been so, so Father, forgive us. church do you even take part i said do you even take part i stopped the service this morning i said they should come and sing a song so that we'll dance the dancers are never from here to there they dance from here to here they were standing watching then you say with every breath that you are able you do what this morning pastor you see you don't understand though. you see you are a full time pastor you don't have anything else to do where what are you saying what are you saying when I was a PhD student I had a full time job I was a wife I was a mother of two I was a worker in my church don't bring yourself at all. For eight years, I had no house up in my house. Don't start it. Don't start it. Just your one self that you look after, you want to come and put it on us? I always wondered why I did a PhD. It is when I met you that I understood why. I didn't understand, though, Reverend Eric. Because if I had not done it, I think Nankamubaba the program is said, you see, the cause that I'm doing, and they don't bring yourself at all. Don't 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 even bring yourself. Don't bring yourself at all. I said I had a job. I had to start working. I used to work from eight to four. At four p.m. I will run in those days. I didn't even know how to drive in the beginning. I will go and pick my children up bring them home feed them do supper for my husband pray that they will sleep and after i put them to bed then my life as a phd student now begins what are you talking about i said what are you talking about don't bring yourself at all and my pastor would call me we are about to have oh, i remember i was pregnant with my second child 
about eight months pregnant, we're going to have a, a, a meeting for what? The women in the church. Now me a chief cook. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. By the time the meeting was over, I remember that I was so tired. I couldn't reach the car park. And when my husband came in to see what I was doing, this is what I was doing. I was using the wall to balance me so that I'll go and reach. What are you talking about? You're oneself. You are not looking after anybody. Just wake up. Take yourself. Bring yourself to church. Some one service that you do on Sunday. Some one center service that you are going to do. And you are giving us sermons and telling God lies. That's why he's allowed suffering in your life. <sighs> to make you what? Humble. And to test you to see whether when all is not well, will you still like him? Will you still say the things you are saying? Or is just meaningless words that you are going to be saying? Many of you, as soon as the, bro- the, the, the boat rocks a little, then you start jumping out. You start saying that, who is this God? I thought he was going to save me. I better jump out and save myself. That's your faith. No wonder you are drowning. Give it to you to test you. Are you there? To test you. To know whether when things are not going right, will you still worship me? When things are not going okay, will you still serve me? That's why I love the friends of Daniel. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They were there, worshippers of God. And they were arrested. And they were told that to be let go, the only thing you need to do is to to, to, to just, just, just deny him. They won't deny they say, if you don't deny, who is going to save you? I love their answer. They said, our God is able to save us. But if even he will not, we will not bow. That's the life of a Christian. That's the believing of a Christian. Who is going to save me? Who is going to help me pass my exam? Who is going to help me stand? It's my God. But if even he won't, I won't bow. I'll still serve him. It was a test. I said it was a test. I need you to note that when they said it, they were not delivered immediately. They entered the fire. Hmm. They what? They entered the fire. But, oh, he carried the test out fully. But it was inside the fire. They were in the fire. When the king said, but who is that? Is it not three people we put inside the fire? I see the for, a fourth man, like the Son of God, walking with them. Hey, I said, there's a suffering you may suffer, and you may think that he has left you, but when you enter it and you remain straight on course, you discover he's right there. I said, you discover he's right there. I'm talking to some Christians this morning. I said, I'm talking to some Christians this morning. He told them, I led you through it to test you. Deuteronomy 8 2. Then he goes on to say, to see what was in your heart. Whether you keep my commandments or not. Hmm. Look, all of us can serve God when things are easy. It's what you do when things are not easy. That's when you know whether you really believe or whether you don't believe. I'm looking at some Christians here. That's why when COVID came, he didn't say only unbelievers will get. We were inside. For us to see what you are going to do. 
One day, we were here in this church. And this is my nice assistant. Something happened to her legs. The doctors couldn't explain it. Nobody could understand it. And they said, we are going to do a pre-surgery. How oh, we prayed. <laughs> we prayed. What oil didn't we pour? What thing didn't we say? But God decided that. We are going through. We are going through. We were in the church here. When a car brought here with a walker, like an old woman. You hold the walker, come to church. You with your two legs. If somebody doesn't come to pick you from your room, you tell them you won't come to church. We were here when she graduated from the walker to crutches. And these crutches we were called in term kakra. I'm watching you. Your head is paining you. Then I say, my head is paining me. My head, my head is paining me. I have, I have cramps. Useless Christianity. Worthless Christianity. Rice water Christianity. Dirty dish water Christianity. That's why you stand there and tell God that for the sake of cramps. Listen, those cramps, they are part of your life. You better know what you will swallow. If it was an exam, will you not go? He's testing you to know what is in your heart. Whether you would keep his commandments or not. I'm talking to some people this morning. Have you seen that you have made your face? Yeah. Last year, I got COVID. After coming out of the COVID, I was still in recovery. Then they told me my elder sister who was here with me, Kumasi, was not well. I thought, oh, it's just something. Ten days later, she was gone. Do you think I, oh, I should accuse God? That's what? Hey. <laughs> How can I come and preach? Hey, God, why have you let this happen? Oh, my God. So, first, you have allowed me to go and suffer. When you are a COVID patient, eh, the number of injections a day, minimum is five. Yeah, minimum. There are some machines, up to today when I hear them, I get nightmares if I hear it. Those are machines, you know the ones. Yeah, recently I walked into ECU, ICU to go and visit somebody. I heard the machine, I said, God, keep me until I walk out of here because this thing is making me... Yeah. I sleep when I open my eye, the neighbor has died and gone. I close my eye again when I open the other one too. Now I've finally survived, I've come out. And as I've come, then this girl too. I didn't even get to see her. I didn't even get to see her. It was also a test. Will I, after that, come and preach? I wore my black dress and I came to preach. Yeah, 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 yeah. I came to preach. And then you didn't love your sister. Your head, your head. Your head. <laughs> I'm telling you that the sufferings are real. Unfortunately for me, she died on the day before my husband's 60th birthday. Oh, everybody, my husband's whole family, for the first time in our ministry life, everybody had come together and they were come for the 60th birthday celebration. And when she passed, my in-law said, oh, we cannot continue with this. I said, ah, the person who has passed away has just entered heaven, is rejoicing with the Lord. We shall do it. And I was the only one who could say that. My husband couldn't take that decision for me. Are you there? I remember sitting in the concert that was held on his behalf. 
I went through it, and as I was sitting there, at a point, as they were singing, I said, Lord, don't let me break down here. Just, just hold me. Just help me. Just take me through. Just help me. Let the service end. Let him be happy. Ah, you are very quiet. Mm, I'm also watching you. Suffering. Suffering. It's part. It is part. Yeah. It is part. This year, two days to my sixtieth birthday, one of my closest pastors lost his wife. We had prayed like something. I had invoked every prayer group I have contact with from here to the UK, everywhere. Ah, you are going to what? It's part of life. Your father has gone. You say because your father has gone, you don't know God again. I pray for you all. He was testing you to know what was in your heart. Whether you really trust him or it's your father's pocket you were trusting. He was just checking. Hey, me, I don't know what kind of God. Hey, 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 careful. He also doesn't know what kind of human being. <laughs> Let me show you the next verse. Verse 3. Ah, please, it's 10 minutes to 10. I have to be ending. Look at it and read it well. Oh, generation of foolish children. He humbled you, causing you to hunger and then feeding you with manna. I said that I'm feeling hungry. When you are coming to give me food, you have brought me cake. There are some people who can eat cake and before. But we, this concomte eating, banku swallowing, fufu swallowing, kenke swallowing people. We, we don't know, we don't know. Cake cannot fill us. And he says that I gave you. <laughs> uh, please don't turn it anywhere. Just stay on the King James. I've not sent you. <sighs> he said, You were hungry. And then I fed you with manna which thou knewest not. Neither did thy fathers know that he might make thee know that man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. As he passes you that suffering, through that suffering, and as he gives you something that doesn't quite match up, he's teaching one thing that you will know. That is by his word that you will live. Some of you are dying because you have refused to live by his word. You are living by your feelings. You are living by what you choose to believe. But if you will stand by him, and if you will believe him, and if you will hold on to him, even in the middle of your tears, you will be praising him. And I told God that it does not matter what is happening. I gave my word that my life is yours. It continues no matter what. No matter what. I see that you are quiet. Yeah. Decide who you are going to believe. Just decide. Decide whether you are going to trust him or not. Some of you are doing half and half. Let me tell you what happens to people who do half and half. They get wet. Do you understand when I say they get wet? When you are standing on the seashore, and you put one leg in the boat and one leg on the shore. What happens to you? <laughs> Those who are in the boat are dry. Those who are on the shore are dry. It's only you. Half and half. If you're going to serve God, 
go all the way. If you won't serve him, don't serve him. Go all the way or don't go. I said go all the way or don't go. Yeah. I led you these 40 years to humble you, to test you, to know what was in your heart. The heart nobody can see. What is in your heart? A test is coming. It's a simple test called midterms. It's a test. Just midterms. Some of you cannot go to church after midterm. Just because of midterm, you can't go to a bell center. Your faith, your faith is like paper. Paper, when the wind comes, it just blows it anyway. It has no hope. Fire burns it. But sometimes you stand and your faith becomes like a concrete boulder. No matter what is going, no matter the river that is passing, no matter the wind that is blowing, no matter the fire. Have you not seen a burnt out house? The house will burn. The cement part of it is still there. That's the kind of faith you have to have. That's what he's looking for. And that's why he's testing you. Some of you this morning, you must repent and take back the harsh words you've spoken to God. Take them back. Take them back. You have not seen anything yet. But when you do, you will find a God that you can depend on. Me, I depend on him for everything. Everything. I've given birth to three sons. They say they are going to do mission. I said, okay. They have gone. Are you there? I'm waiting two weeks from now. I'm going to say goodbye to the third one. And that's it. You think I don't miss them? Of course I do. But I tell you, when I see the glory of what they are doing out there, I know that one day the rejoicing is going to be. Even here, I've been chopping the rejoicing small, small. How much more when I get there? One day I'll see his face. One day I'll hear him, hear him say, Well done. Till then, I choose to believe. If you're a child of God, what is your choice? Stand to your feet. I love your voice. You have led me through the fire. Instrumentalist, you are too slow. You are like no other. I've known you as a father. Hey, these guys should wake up. As a friend, and I have been. Take it one more time. I love your voice. I love your fall in love with his voice. You have led me through the fire. That's why you will never be consumed in that fire. You are close like no other.
want you to bow down your head. And I need you to see that even though you have gone through fire, have you not noticed that you have not been consumed? Even though the fire has been so strong, since you came to first year, you have not known how your fees will be paid and yet you are in the final year. You don't even know what miracle he's going to do today, this year. For so many years, as you are living home, they give you 150 Ghana, that's all they have. And you have come to school with it. How come you have survived? Not only have you survived, you have not even lost weight. You should ask yourself whether it is not a miracle. Somebody says you came first year. You have never even been ill that you needed to go and look for medicine. You didn't know it was his goodness towards you. You have gone and done subject after subject. Some you have not even understood it. And yet you have passed. You didn't know he was the one taking care of you. It didn't look like what you wanted. But he gave you manna. When you ate it, you didn't die. The Bible says in those 40 years, their feet did not swell. Their old people did not age. Their clothes did not wear out on their backs. It was his divine provision. And that's why we can sing and say that his goodness is running after us. He has kept us year after year. Your goodness is running after me. Your goodness is running after me. saying I don't see why you've not done this or that but this morning my call to you is to surrender as you're standing where you are I can see some of you are even crying I want you to tell him Lord this morning I surrender I surrender I give in I let go I let go of my rights that I think are rights 
and rather I let go to you. I let go. Whatever you do with me, Lord, do it. I've let go. I've let go. I put down my life. Let it cost me what it will. I'm going to follow you. I'm going to believe you. I'm going to just take your word like that. It's not my feelings, it's your word. I'm going to take it like that. And I'm going to allow you to do what you will in my life. Father, thank you. Thank you for miraculous living in this house. For children who have no money but who will eat every day. For some who have not bought a new dress in the past four years. And yet, they have more than enough to wear. For those you feed every day, miraculously. For those who don't even understand the subject that they are doing. But they are passing their exams anyway. Thank you. Thank you for those that you have given places to stay. Whose parents' whole salary is the cost of their accommodation. And yet, it has been paid. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the causes that you have given to us. We've even fought against you sometimes. But we accept that you know what you are doing. Forgive us for giving our strength to other things. And for loving other things more than you. But this morning we're coming home. We're giving up. We're giving over. We're handing over to you. In the mighty name of Jesus. And all the saints shall say, Amen. And as every head is bowed and every eye is closed, you are here this morning because you just came to church or somebody brought you, but you have not yet established a link between yourself and the Lord. This morning, I'm inviting you to give your life to Jesus. You even look religious, but you know that it's not okay between you and him. It's time to get real. You have believed in the deceptions of the devil more than you've believed in God. But this morning, the door is open one more time with an invitation to invite you to the presence of the Lord to give your life to Jesus. You are here. You need to give your life to him. You need to be sure your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. Lift up your right hand. Lift up your right hand. You're saying, I need you, Jesus. I need you. I need you. I need to give you my life. I don't want you to think about the person next to you. That person has their own cross to carry. But you, this morning, says, are you heavy laden? Bring your Lord to him and collect his. You want to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Please, just come to me. Allow the pastors to help you. Just come. Just help her. Just bring him. Just help her. Just come. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Just come. Your heart is beating. That's Jesus signaling to you. Just come. Just come. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Just come. Oh, he's calling you this morning. He's calling you this morning. He's calling you this morning. Oh, yes. Just keep coming. Just keep coming. Just keep coming. Come with it. Just come with it. Just come with it. Maybe it's something that is painful, but come. Just come and lay it at his feet today. Just come. in front here this morning the presence of God is so strong here and I know that he's dealing with you and I want you to pray this prayer after me and you want to say Lord Jesus I come to you this morning finished exhausted and I give over my whole life to you many things I don't understand 
but please write my name in the book of life help me to follow you every day of my life help me to follow you all the way this morning Lord I choose to trust you not a feeling but a choice I give you my life and Lord may you be my savior always in Jesus name Amen We believe that you have been blessed by this message. For more information, you can follow us on Facebook, Fountain of Life Cathedral, and on Instagram and Twitter at folciaidiasi. God richly bless you.